Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Hey guys, um, Ask Stassi here. Sorry about this late podcast. I will tell you that the reason that it's late, it's going to be so worth it. I know I've talked about how I want to find a way to purchase the Los Feliz murder house. I'm like, what does a bitch need to do up in here to get a piece of property, a piece of haunted property? Uh, Do I start a GoFundMe account? Do I ask my dad for a couple bucks? Uh, What do I do? So I've spent the last few days obsessively trying to figure it out. And I'm not going to talk about it on my podcast right now because I want this the podcast where I talk about what happened to be like legit good. So I'm finding the right person to do it with me. Um, I went to it. And... That's all I'm going to say. I got a tour and I feel forever changed. So please, if you're interested in haunted stuff and and you've been following the murder house, um, you're going to have to come back and listen to, you know, my full full blown uh, murder house themed podcast that I'm going to put out because it's going to be good. All right. That aside, I hope you guys are doing well today um I'm like kind of frustrated I feel like I just realized like I just had like this epiphany of like why I have bad credit because I was sitting here and I was opening mail like mail that I I haven't opened in a month I have like this problem where like mail gives me anxiety so like I put it in a drawer and then like once a month I'll like open up a lot of them and then I'll just like get overwhelmed that I'll just like stop doing it um I know I get it I'm so irresponsible but what I get anxiety my blood pressure rises and I just like can't handle it but the reason I don't like opening mail is because people not not only because I'm scared of it but I just feel like people send too much mail like even the scary like the scary like looking like pieces of mail like from like something that looks like you're in trouble I like I I finally like sit down and I have like a cocktail and I'm like I can do it I can open it and I open it and it's like a courtesy letter like thanking me for something so I'm like wait 
what the fuck? I get all of this anxiety because I'm getting like a million like pieces of mail every day. And some of it is like giving me anxiety for no reason. Like, hey, IRS, please don't send me a courtesy letter thanking me for something because I just thought I was in trouble. Bank, please don't send me a courtesy letter for anything because I just thought I was in trouble. I can't take it. So I need to be the one to stand up for the rights of irresponsible, high blood pressure, 20-something-year-old women who can't take it. If you have something important to say, then send me a letter. Don't thank me because I keep thinking that I'm in trouble. So I put my head in the sand because, again, I'm irresponsible. And all that does is nothing. Gives me bad credit because then I don't check the mail that I should be checking. (sighs) The struggle is real, you know? Legit real. I just think, don't send mail unless it's super serious, you know? Please, for the sake of my doctor and my blood pressure, you know, and the pharmacist that I have to get my blood pressure medicine from, just don't do it. It reminds me of group chats. They're so unnecessary, like the most unnecessary. Okay, so... It's been like an interesting like couple of weeks. I know you guys, um, I talked about the Brock Turner case and I've become really obsessed with it. And I, I've tweeted out an in- and put on Instagram and all my social media stuff um, the petition that you can sign to get uh, Judge Aaron Persky removed. Um I hope that you guys have, I hope anyone listening has signed it. It surpassed 1 million signatures. I was so proud because I, well, I shouldn't have, because when you go to sign the petition and you send it, it was attached to like my email. So every time one of you guys signed, I got an email and it got to the point where I had like 8,000 emails and I was like losing my mind and I didn't know how to like unsubscribe to it. But 8,000 is a lot. That is a shit ton. And thank you if you were one of them. I just feel like I keep getting updates and now I'm I'm seeing that he had taken photos. Brock Turner had taken photos of her boobs and sent it to his friends. That's, that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, there's also like the fact that he lied because now there are so many text messages and photos of him talking about marijuana and drugs and getting fucked up and drinking. So when he said he's never done drugs before and doesn't drink, that was a lie as well. I'm pretty sure he was very well versed in binge drinking. Um, I just feel so emotional about this. Patrick and I like stayed up like three nights in a row, like crying, literally sobbing. And it's just crazy that we live in a world like this, that because somebody is so privileged, they don't have to, you know, suffer you know, the right way for a horrible, horrible crime. And I I also just like can't stop thinking about the dad who wrote a letter. You know what? I'm actually I'm going to in case you didn't know um, what what I'm talking about with the dad. I'm just going to read the letter for you. Actually, no, it's way too long. Um, But if you go and read the letter, you will understand why Brock Turner is Brock Turner. So Google Dan Turner, that's his father, and read the letter. I'll just read you parts of it. He says, 
My son's life will never be the one that he dreamed about and worked so hard to achieve. That is a steep price to pay for 20 minutes of action. What? Did you just call it action? Like it was like really like some sexual fun? You called it action. This poor girl was raped and her life has been turned upside down and she'll never be able to be in a normal relationship again and you just called it 20 minutes of action? Never mind the fact that his dad doesn't even mention the victim in his article, in his letter, not even once. He then goes on to talk about how Brock always used to enjoy certain types of food and is a very good cook himself. Okay, why are we talking about food right now? Like, is this this man is mentally challenged. Um, I always was excited to buy him a big ribeye steak to grill or to get his favorite snack for him. I had to make sure to hide some of my favorite pretzels or chips because I knew they wouldn't be around long after Brock walked in from a long swim practice. Now he barely consumes any food and eats only to exist. Again, why are we talking about food right now? Like it, it it's so mind-blowingly infuriating. I... If, if I'm telling you, if you look up the letter that his dad wrote to the judge, you will mind blown. That's all I can say. It's the most selfish, disgusting. Brock is this. Brock is amazing. Brock, blah, 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 blah. Brock is a rapist. Okay. <laughs> Brock, nothing. Brock is a rapist. And he tries to petition the judge to say like, you know, to get like a a lower like an easier sentence because what three months in prison isn't that's that's a little too hard for poor Brocky um but he ends it trying to say that Brock wants to educate others on college campuses on how to break the cycle of binge drinking and its unfortunate results okay the problem isn't binge drinking the problem is rapists are rapists for real and its unfortunate results the, to, to say the word to say to use the word unfortunate and to never really uh, to never acknowledge the victim and call it 20 minutes of action I feel like I personally just got raped after reading his dad's letter I'm just like I'm disgusted I just really want to encourage everybody to keep you know researching this case and and keep paying attention to it because it's and it's not just for um, this victim, it's for all victims and all survivors that didn't get to, to have a trial or didn't get to face their, their ugh, rapist. God, I don't even know what to, it's just, I just feel like we all owe it to ourselves and owe it to everybody else to really try to make a difference with this kind of stuff. The more we talk about it, the more people are aware, the more we tweet about it, you know, that's maybe like that one tweet that you that you send out will reach that one specific person who actually can do something about this. So don't let me down. Um, but if that weren't enough, um, I then found out about Christina Grimmy being killed. I think that's how you say her last name, Grimmy. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, first of all, this is terrifying. I, I couldn't imagine. Like this, anybody, just the fact that this wonderful, sweet singer, this beautiful 22-year-old girl who has the same stylist as me. So my stylist is, is devastated right now. Absolutely devastated. 
um, that she could just be doing her thing and singing and then just some weird fan or someone who just has a weird obsession could come and shoot her. And, and that made all of me and my friends so scared. Like just say my friends who are still working at Sir, someone they would know exactly where to go find them. And I just like, and I don't even see like a way to even prevent things like that from happening. And I just, my thoughts are in my, are with her, her family and anyone that knew her. And, um, I wanted to just bring awareness to that too. But then the day after, uh, I then find, I, I, I wake up on the, the, okay. The morning of Los Angeles gay pride, which is something that is a huge part of my, like all of our lives, all me and my friends lives, gay pride. We've been going for years and years. It's one of our favorite holidays in Los Angeles. And I wake up that morning thinking that I'm going to get dressed up and go out to the parade and go hang out at Sir. And I read everything about the Orlando shooting. And I, I think we all just like sat and sobbed. And how is this happening? How is this being allowed to happen? And like how are like it makes me embarrassed to be a human being that like people can think that way, that people can be so hateful and uh, it it it's just there there are no words and we all had a me and my friends we all had a decision to make because my mom was texting me begging me not to go to gay pride begging me because los angeles could be next you know the next shooting the next terrorist attack it could be next and i got so scared i got so so scared and i didn't know what to do a lot of us didn't know what to do do we just stand up you know, and say, I'm not going to let, you know, uh, one person who did a horrible, 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 horrible thing take that away from us. At the same time, do I want my mom to get a call that something just happened to me after she asked me not to go? I, it was a huge decision to make. And, and a lot of us decided to stay back with each other and go to somebody's house and, we all went to Katie's house and talked about it and tried to honor it and have our our own gay pride, a different type of gay pride, you know, safe in the apartment. But I walked to Katie's house and so I passed the streets of gay pride when I was walking there and I was even scared on the side streets because there was just like there was um, police everywhere security everywhere I feel like there were like army tanks and it was just so scary that something like that did happen and could happen again and it, yeah it was just a it was a really sad crazy day um, we also started a GoFundMe account for the families of the Orlando shooting um, so look at our Twitters and, and please donate we would love that so, yep, it's been a it's been a super emotional, sad week, and I'm thankful that I have a podcast to where I can bring a teeny bit more awareness to something and make somebody think maybe a little, a little more and a little harder about an event or a crime that they might not that they might not have thought about on their own. All right, what do I got here in my stash? In my stash, in my stash. Stassi's drawer, in my stash. Um, 
Oh, anyone looking for a new mattress? A lot of people are actually lately. A lot of people have been asking me, do you actually sleep on your Casper mattress and do you actually love it? And I'm like, yes, I don't lie. And I don't like taking sponsors that I don't already that I don't believe in. So, yes, Casper mattresses are really fucking comfortable. Um, Let me explain to you why, because it combines a springy latex and supportive like memory foam stuff. So the sleep surface is just like the perfect amount of sink and it like stays cool. It's amazing. And they're so affordable. And so people ask me like, well, if it's so cheap, then it obviously like can't be that good of quality. Wrong. The reason why it's so cheap is because you're going straight to Casper to buy it. So you're not going to a mattress store that has to mark up the prices. Um, I feel like most mattresses cost like over like $1,500 hands down. Absolutely. Um, a Casper mattress, like a twin sized one is only $500. So like if you're looking for a new mattress for your son or your daughter or a child, whatever, only $500. Um, and only $950 for a king. That's like, that's pretty amazing. Um, but what's really great about Casper is that they offer free delivery and free returns with a 100 night home trial. So if you still are wary and you, and you still don't fully buy the whole how does this mattress feel so good if it's so cheap you can try it so free delivery try it for a 100 nights and if you don't like it then return it i know that you will like it so there's that but if you go to casper.com slash stassi so that's c-a-s-p-e-r.com slash stassi you get 50 dollars towards any mattress purchase so, and you have to use my code Stassi at the end. I'm pretty sure. Yes. So Casper.com slash Stassi and then use my code Stassi at the end and you get $50 off any mattress. You have nothing to lose because you can try it and return it. No questions asked. You don't have to pay for the return or anything like that. Win-win situation if you need a mattress. Um, also, uh, I've been getting plated deliveries now like every single week and it's making me feel like so much more legit as like a person like like I'm actually like responsible and like cook and all that stuff if you're not a good cook or you don't have time to go to the grocery or look up recipes and measure things out like I I don't I not only do I not have the time I don't have the fucking patience uh, but you want to cook and you want to have like a home-cooked meal plated is for you because if you go to plated.com, you get to pick from tons of chef designed uh, recipes and they have photos of each food. So, you know what you know, what the dish looks like. You click that thing that you want, put in how many people you're wanting to serve. So how many plates you need and they will mail that to you and it'll show up right on your door in an insulated box. So if you don't get home you know, say 12 hours later, it doesn't matter. It's, it's refrigerated in that little box and everything is perfectly pre-portioned. So say you need a little bit of like, I don't know, cinnamon. It's the right amount is already there. So everything is so easy to cook and make, especially if you're having like a dinner party. That's so hard to like try and like estimate like how much to make if you have like five people. This way it's all planned out it doesn't even take like I think it like the longest recipe takes like 45 minutes and that's nothing I'm telling you it's amazing the food is so good and right now if you go to plated.com slash Stassi you get a free dinner for two with your first purchase so that's like an extra night of eating you know what I mean 
plus you get free shipping. So that's like a really good deal. Um, so yeah, go to plated.com slash Stassi and just check it out. Um, peruse the website and see how you feel. Uh, do your first order. Get a free dinner from it. So that's what's up. So Annabelle's about to come over here and we are going to do a whole other podcast, but we are just going to be talking about The Bachelorette and Southern Charm. A lot to talk about, especially since the Southern Charm episode aired on Monday. It was like so intense and so weird. I have so many thoughts and questions about it. So tune in to the next show so that you can listen to that. Okay, so I'm going to answer some of y'all's questions. I have a really interesting um, a really interesting email that I just read from Autumn. Uh, I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's like super intense. It said, hey, Stassi, I need your help. A few months ago, I let this girl and her two kids move into mine and my husband's house. She turned out to be the worst roommate ever. Our utility bill tripled and she never paid rent on time. Her kids would take off their diapers and smear shit all over our hardwood floors and she'd never clean it. So when she moved out, my husband and I had to literally get on our hands and knees and scrub old crusted poop off of the floors. It took us two days to clean the floors and I had to repaint the rooms to get the smell out. It was disgusting. I don't even want to get into how we found a dirty diaper in our microwave one day. Anywho, when she was moving out, I was still trying to give this girl the benefit of the doubt. So I told her it was all right that she leave some of her things in our garage for a week, a week until she got settled into her new place. Well, Stassi, it's been three weeks now and her shit is still in my garage. On top of it, some of the boxes have cockroaches, so we've been having to spray bug spray every day so we don't get any in our house. I don't know what to do. Every time she says she'll come by to get her thing, she flakes. I really want to send her a text and tell her to come and get her stuff, otherwise I'm putting it out on the curb. But one thing she left behind was her mother's ashes. I would feel horrible if something happened to her mother's ashes, but I also want this nightmare to be over with. I mean, honestly, who leaves their mother's ashes behind? Yeah, what? That to me is like the weird part. She just sounds like a fucking weirdo. Like, I would say like, okay, a week. That was very nice of you. Three weeks. Uh, Like part of me would be like, oh, who fucking cares if her shit's in my garage? But there's cockroaches. And I, I, I gather that like you want this person to be out of your life. And that is so fair. I feel like I'm a little tougher than most people so I would literally actually say I am if you do not come in the next few days I am putting your stuff out it's not your responsibility to take care of her mother's ashes it's not your responsibility to like keep being lenient you want to be over with this and it's your home I think a home is like it's such a personal thing and it's somebody's it for me it's my sanctuary it's my safe spot and if someone comes in and makes me feel like it's it makes me feel otherwise about it like I would I would lose my mind so I say tough shit if you feel like digging through her stuff and taking out her mom's ashes so that like you at least can hold that great but if she doesn't care about it I think she sounds like she doesn't care about her mother's ashes. So why should you care about it? That's how I feel. If she was some if she was somebody who's like, I can't believe I left them there. Oh my God, I need to get them immediately. Like if I found out that I left my mother's ashes somewhere, I would I would get back on an airplane 
and turn it around. Like I would turn it around to go get them. So if she doesn't care, you don't care. I say send her a text message and you have been lenient enough. Get that shit out. Especially cockroaches. Gross. Who has cockroaches in their stuff? I've never heard of that. Like what is, what is in her, what is in her boxes that like cockroaches are like climbing around in there? That's sick. Um, I know last week I was talking about, um, scary movies and how like me and Patrick do this thing where we watch scary movies every night he comes over after work. Um, I want to update people cause I gave my list of like my three faves. Number one, hush. Number two, uh, it follows. And number three, 10 Cloverfield lane. Okay. Um, I got, I was reading e- some of y'all's emails and people were writing in different movies and there were two that someone recommended that I had already seen and I forgot to even say. Uh, One of them is The Witch. Okay. I'm going to warn you, when you watch it, it's so hard to follow because the the way the, the dialogue and the way that they speak is so true to the time period. It's not like half Shakespeare-y. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you like watch old time movies, they kind of make it it's not the dialect it's not not totally real because they want us to understand it it's kind of like the way like we think like italian food is it's like americanized italian food or something but like when you actually go to italy it's like way more intense that's how i feel about it does that make any sense i don't know um but it is so good. The, it's the most realistic like old time movie I've I've ever seen. It's weird. It's like really weird. But it's just the fact that it's so real. You feel like you're watching a documentary. But I would put on the closed captioning if I were you guys because that would make it. Although if you tried to read it, I wonder if like you wouldn't even be able to read it because it's like you don't know what words they're saying. So you really have to like pay attention and focus. Um the other movie that they said was Babadook. I watched that one too. And I really like that one too. That one's another weird one, but it's so good. It's about this, I think it might be a Netflix movie, but um, it's about this little boy and there's this book, Babadook, and he sees it or like sees like a creature. It sounds fucking weird and it is kind of weird, but it's scary as fuck. So there's that. Uh, I also just watched The Boy the other night against my will because Patrick wanted to watch it. This is what I think is so annoying. Patrick's like, I only like to watch movies that are like realistic. So like, that's why he didn't like, like he wasn't like the biggest fan of 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I'm like, really? You only want to watch movies that are realistic yet. You're making me watch a movie about a doll that kills people. <laughs> what? Um, It was scary. So, but it is kind of, it was better than I expected, but it was like kind of like if you can get past the part in your head that like you're watching a movie about a doll that kills people, then you'll be able to enjoy it. So I recommend those. Please keep like please keep it coming. All of you guys tweeting me movies that I should see and emailing me about scary movies I should see. Like keep that coming because I need good recommendations. So I really appreciate that. OK, well, animals about to get here. Um, I'm cutting this podcast a little short, but I'm sure I'm going to be making up for it because Annabelle and I can talk for like hours. So uh, love you, Khaleesi's. Get ready for my Murder House podcast. That'll probably be next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.